0: What we do know for sure is all schools in Illinois and Wisconsin are closed. That means all these kids who now have nowhere to go and parents who are used to to dropping their kids at school or putting them in a facility before or after school are having to make difficult choices. Can I go home? Do I stay home? Do I have the ability to work from home? There's a lot going on. Uh, Florence Ann Romano is the Windy City Nanny. She's an author, philanthropist, and a web series host. You can follow her on Twitter, Florence Ann Chi, and she joins us now on WGN. Florence, thanks for taking some time. Good to talk to you. Hi, happy Sunday to you. Thanks for having me. Yes, happy Sunday, and in, in uh, strange and uncertain times, especially for <laughs> parents who are looking yes. at tomorrow, going. Oh. Mm-hmm. Wow, the mm-hmm. the kids aren't going to school. What do we do? Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, they're not going to school. And, you know, I get it. I understand why we're doing this. You know, give the uh, schools time to sanitize everything, wipe it all down, make it all good for when they are coming back. Um, but, you know, what we keep hearing about is the social distancing being so important. And I really think that's, in the end, what is going to help us curb this thing. Correct. So what the schools are doing is the right move. And But, you know, you think about these parents who are home with these kids now, and they're like, oh, my gosh, what am I supposed to do now and the truth is it's not just having them home that's difficult because you're like how do I entertain them they're supposed to be home and still continuing their studies whether it's e-learning or whatever it might be and a lot of these Parents who also work outside the home, who now have to work from home, are being expected to tutor their children while they're home. So how are those parents going to also do their work while also having to help their children through school for the next couple of weeks? So you see what we mean by this child care crisis. It's not just about who's watching these kids, but it's about how are you also going to be able to be productive at home and accomplish everything that you have to when in quarantine
0: and some districts do have e-learning in place some districts have been slow to adopt that so they don't really have anything they're just telling the the parents listen you know read to your kids a little bit or or do some math or here's we're putting on our website some work you can do but that's that's really no substitute for what they would get in a classroom but again what are you going to do this is this is the right thing to do exactly
1: It's a pandemic, and, you know, you're not going to get everything you want during this, just like you're not going to go to Walgreens right now and find the hand sanitizer that you want or the, you know, immune, you know, gummies that you want to eat. I mean, you're just not going to get everything you want. So You do the best you can. Uh, But this is also a time where figuring out how to help each other is very important. And, you know, this quarantine about staying indoors and making sure that you're protecting each other is about protecting your neighbors and protecting the most vulnerable. So. So I I hate to be the one to say it, but sometimes you just kind of have to get through it. Like, that's really what's happening right now is all of us have to be responsible for our health and our neighbor's health and our loved ones. But we also have to understand that this is all temporary and we do have to get through it. So if the way to get through it is by just being a little bit more flexible and just kind of saying the next couple of weeks are going to be up for grabs and we're going to have to do the best we can and support each other the best way and whoever can be a part of this village with us is there, then great. But I think the problem that we're running into right now is the fear is overtaking everything. And that's not... Helping people think rationally or sensically, uh, sensically about what they need to be accomplishing when they're home during this quarantine. Um, And I I know I've I've gotten some heat for saying that that we just kind of have to get through it, but that's the truth. I mean, this isn't the optimal. Well, right, there's
0: there's really no choice if we're going to try to socially distance from each other. If we're closing the schools for the for the right reasons, well, then we do have to get through it. And uh, you know, and part of that is. Uh, you know f- these for parents who unfortunately uh, don't have paid time off what are they going to do so now i'm sure you've seen this all over social media people are volunteering to take care of their neighbors kids and stuff while there's a part of me that goes oh isn't that nice what should parents be cognizant of other than i mean normally you're not going to leave your kid with a stranger so you wouldn't do it during a pandemic uh but what kind of things if you're if you're looking for childcare how do you how do you figure out who should be taking care of your kids in this time if you can't do it yourself? <laughs>
1: Right, and it's hard because, you know, we keep being told that we don't know who the carriers are, you know, right. and then you were just you were just quoting the incubation time. So I'd say, you know, keeping it as close as you can to family members and friends, I, I think that's all right, but I think putting groups of children together right now is not so smart. I mean, you know, children are the, the cutest things in the whole wide <laughs> world, but they carry the most amount yes. of germs you, you know, can't even believe. And so I think, you know, all of a sudden bringing 20 kids into your house and having like a little, you know, Informal daycare is not the right way to go either. So, you know, keeping those numbers small is important. I mean, I have a friend of mine who just gave birth this past week, and you know, she's staying indoors, and I'm actually going to go help her in a couple of days with her other child who's a toddler. But, you know, even in that case, in that scenario, that's still risky, of course, because you don't know who's carrying what, but, you know, it's survival. At this point, that's what you're doing. You're trying to limit as much as you can, be as smart as you can, be as careful as you can, but also look for help where you can get it. You know, and you also have to look at with the schools being closed and kids being home, there are children that also depend on going to school for meals and shelter and things like that. So I'm seeing that a lot of schools now are becoming food depositories where you can go during certain hours and actually get meals and things like that for your kids. So in times like this, you see a lot of humanity. You see a lot of kindness and a lot of compassion, which is wonderful. But again, don't expect that you're going to get everything you want that everything's going to be perfect that everyone's going to be making the right decisions. you have to do the best you can as smart as you can during this time that everything is temporary and everything is kind of up for grabs
0: one of the things you talk about a lot and, and again i'm talking to uh florence and romano she is the windy city nanny you can go to windycitynanny.com to read all about her you talk about on, a, on the regular days to put away the devices and prioritize play i think f- In a time like this where kids are going to have a lot of questions anyway, prioritizing play might be one of the best moves you can make with your kids. Would I be wrong?
1: Oh, play is so important, and again, not just when a pandemic is happening. You know, that's where children are learning. And I always say, you look at these people who are coming up with these unbelievable ways to advance technology, to advance our world. Well, those people are thinking outside the box. And the only way you think outside the box is if you use your imagination. And I think we stop using our imagination as we start to enter adulthood. And we want to teach our children how to use their imaginations, how to play, how to kind of throw it back old school. And you go outside and, you know, you play games and, you you know, you kind of run around and, and let children figure out, um, you know, kind of how to be creative. Um, and I know right now is maybe not the best time to be saying, you know, throw your kids outside on a playground <laughs> with a bunch of kids. But in general, when you are at home with them right now, it is a time to work on different skills that don't use technology. If you're doing baking together, that's using math. Right. You're doing a puppet show. That's creativity. You're building sports together. You know, you're kind of taught your child to maybe become an architect one day because they find out that they love building Legos and doing things like that. I know I'm making it sound so silly and, you know, robust no, but and s- grandiose. To silly think it.
0: Is, silly <laughs> is fun, especially if you're, you know, it, obviously this is all going to change depending on the age of your kid. But if you have young right. kids, then why not make it fun? Why not make it a little make silly? Make it
1: fun. Make learning fun. Make it silly. You know, there are so many people right now on Instagram and otherwise who are using those platforms to give you ideas about how to kind of use this quarantine to the best of your ability. And I I do think there's still ways to be productive and still educate. But I also do believe that we've been given in some weird, you know, twisted way time. And time is not something a lot of us get anymore with our families or time to spend quality time with our kids or to, you know, reset or to self-care or things like that. So again, maybe it's a silver lining. Maybe I'm a little too, you know, optimistic and I'm waxing it that way right now. But I do think if you are given this time to be able to focus on other things that you wouldn't be able to focus on because life is so busy and crowded, this is a time to do it. And there are ways to do that with your children that are going to be beneficial.
0: Now, Florence, you've done a lot of work with uh, children with autism and special needs. And what I know about this, which is not much, but I do know a lot of those children really rely on structure and routine. Right. And for them right. to get up in the morning and get dressed and get on the bus and go to school, that, that helps them. This is right. going to be a huge change. So, I, I mean, I, I can only imagine parents with special needs children, they, they've done this before. They know how to do it. But for somebody who might be coming in to, to step in to help, what's a good? what can mm-hmm. you do in that situation?
1: If you're stepping in to help someone who has children or a child with special needs, you need to take their cues from them. You know, it. You know, I always say to know one autistic child is to know one autistic child. <laughs> yes. Everybody is different. It, everything that works, and you know, my brother who has autism. What works for him is not going to work for someone else. And we're very lucky that my brother is very very flexible. He doesn't care as much about routine. What he cares about is making sure that he has his family around him, that he feels safe. So there are other ways. I think. To When that routine changes, how to help your child feel safe, feel protected, and understand that everything is going to be okay, and how you communicate that to your child who has special needs, maybe that's different. Or maybe you indulge them a little bit more than you would because you want to help calm them down, keep it You know, keep things as peaceful as you can. This is not a time where all the rules apply. Like I keep saying, this is not a time where everything that you're used to is going to work. So you do need to start trying different things. And yes, maybe you're indulging them a little bit more in technology, or maybe they're getting a little more of those sweets or things like that. But it doesn't mean that you're also not caring about their health and making sure that they still stay active in a certain way. Again, I'm giving a lot of different examples and a lot of juxtapositions here. I'm just saying it's the flexibility, it's the idea. Figuring out what's the most important thing to your child right now, and I think the most important thing for our kids right now is that they feel safe, whether that is a typical child or a child with special needs.
0: And how you've worked with kids for a long time, how much how much do they need to know? Let's let's focus on kids who mm-hmm. you know from like kindergarten to fourth grade. You know, mm-hmm. young kids who don't really watch the news. They know something's up because mom and dad sure. are home and they're home, and why aren't we going to school? how much can a a young child handle?
1: I mean, I think we need to let our children, um, you know, live in a child's world sometimes for longer than we let them live in today. I think we force them to grow up a little too soon, and the news is 24-7 nowadays, so you know they're picking up more than, you know, we did when we were younger. Um, I do think being transparent with them about what's going on is important, that they can ask questions, but scaring them is not going to do you any good because I think parents themselves are so scared right now. And children pick up on energy. They pick up on how you're feeling and how you're reacting. So even if you have your own feelings of fear or things like that, that's totally warranted. I'm not taking away anyone's feelings. But remember that children are watching you. They're feeling you. So if you're going to talk to them about something, be calm about it and put it in the perspective that a child can understand that you know right now you know everyone's kind of sick and everyone's sneezing and coughing and they just want to make sure that you're going to stay safe and while you're home they're going to be at school and they're going to wipe all the desks down and they're going to make sure all the germs are gone you know you know put it into that perspective for children they don't need to know what the government is doing or not doing or this and that you know and be careful about the things you're saying in front of your child too when responding to what you're watching on tv they're taking that in so so my biggest uh concern for children right now is not so much what you're saying to them, because you can you can put it in words that a child can understand. I'm more concerned with the reaction that parents are having toward the news and how that's permeating the minds and emotions of the children. So that's my 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 note for, for parents today is remember that they're watching you.
0: Well that's Good advice, and Florence, I really appreciate your time. Florence Ann Romano is the Windy City Nanny. You can watch her uh, YouTube series, Windy City, Windy City Nanny. Her book is Nanny and Me. Follow her on Twitter at Florence Ann C H I. Florence, have a great day. Thanks again for all the advice. You too. Thanks so much. Stay well. Thank Take care. you. You too.